This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get everything for your next project today at Menards and save big money. Keep your walls and trim protected while you paint with Scotch Blue Painter's Tape. It's designed for use on multiple surfaces and can be removed easily without leaving residue behind. Say big on Scotch Blue Painter's Tape from Menards. Also, view our weekly flyer on Menards.com and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money at Menards. This is On The Mark. It's December the 13th, which means it's the second night of Hanukkah. Jake Walerius, we've got a ton to do on the show. The Hall of Famer Emmett Smith is going to be with us. going to have an interesting conversation with him. And I want you to wish me a happy Hanukkah to start the show. Go ahead. Happy Hanukkah. To you, too. I know that you're, uh, what are you, half Jewish? What do you got going on over there? Yeah, my mother is Jewish. That actually makes you a Jew. You know that, right? Yes, I'm aware. Thank you. You, you know how that works? Yes, I'm familiar. Matzo ball, kreplock, what's your preference? Uh, matzo ball. Corned beef, pastrami? Pastrami. Kosher hot dog, regular hot dog? Kosher hot dog. Right, and it's a no-brainer. I mean, what, what am I, stupid? Why do, the, why do the Jews not get credit for the, the incredible cuisine that they've brought into the world? Like nobody, everybody just like sort of says things about the bagel and that type of stuff. Bagel's but, big. Bagel is big, but it's, it's not like, like a noodle kugel. That's an accomplishment. It is de, that is delicious, noodly, cottage cheesy, cinnamony treat. Latkes. No love for the latke. I, I, I love a good potato pancake. That's what a latke is, right? Potato Correct, pa- yes. Yeah. Yes, I like a potato pancake with, a, with an applesauce and a sour cream all dipped in one. It's delicious. Yeah. See, we don't get enough credit for the food. No credit. No credit for the I juice. I mean, get, get credit for the banking, get credit for being like quirky, funny, but no love for the food. No love for a lot of it. You know, great account. Besides that, great accounts, great lawyers. You see that uh, Roy Moore's wife was saying, "We are, we have Jewish friends. Uh, One of one of our seventeen thousand lawyers that we had to hire to let people know that Roy isn't uh, the worst person on the world is a Jew. Do you see that? I didn't see that. No, but you know, always good to be associated with the venerable Moore family. We have a lawyer that's a Jew. We don't hate Jews. That was so weird. I'm not sure that that follows, but. Yeah, I appreciate the shout out. Like, I think, like, to prove along those lines, now I'm getting into a place where I'm a little uncomfortable. But if the Moors really wanted to prove that they that they love Jews, they'd have to say, like, our gardener is a Jew because there's like no good Jewish gardener out there. But we hire him anyway because that dude can go out there and get that done. I am of the mind that at a point where you need to begin sentences with things like, you know, this is how you know we don't hate Jews. It's usually a good sign that you probably 
you know, hate the Jews. Right. You, that's not something you should have to prove. Your conduct should speak for itself. Yeah, why, why, is that, why, is, why is that making you... Why do you feel like the need to say anything? Obviously, there's something oh, going on. Oh, because there are horrible, terrible people who certainly hate Jews and every other <laughs> minority group in this entire universe. Is it wrong to laugh at that? I feel like the only... I think you just have to laugh at that. You, you, I mean, you, it is... You it, are a Jew hater. I know it. It's a sad <laughs> state of affairs, but it's where we are. It is where we are. All right. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Uh, they didn't win that election. Uh, but, all right, okay, L- we're going to move on. we got a lot to do on the old show here today. In addition to uh, Emmett Smith, we'll uh, have an NFL Hall of Fame conversation around Devin Hester, retiring best special teams guy to ever do it. Two people making up and listening to At The Carm, always a brilliant maneuver. Uh, but we're going to start with, uh, I think, maybe the worst person ever. We're getting there. LeVar Ball has taken... His middle son out of UCLA, and now he's taking his young son out of high school, who was a junior, and they're both headed to Lithuania to play basketball on a team in a town where there's 10,000 people, nobody watches, and they're making like five shekels. In a hope, and I, the, the line here that I find incredible is that, uh, what do they say here? In, in the ESPN piece, Leangelo and LaMelo Ball have reached agreement to sign professional basketball deals with the Lithuanian club Prienu Vitautis. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. doesn't matter. Uh, the team's coach and GM, Virginis Seskis, and the uh, Ball family agent, Harrison Gaines, uh, alerted Jeff Goodman. Okay, that was the, there's the report. So uh, the franchise, listen to this. This is the part that bothers me. The franchise is hoping the Ball brothers and father LeVar can be a publicity boon to the fledgling organization. Now, why would you subject your kids to being a quote-unquote publicity boon for a fledgling organization? Who does that other than the worst person on the planet? The second worst person on the entire planet after uh, Roy Moore. But, yeah, I, I, what, what is going on? Like, what the hell Think is happening? That. Like, I'm a kid growing up in California. I'm living the dream. I'm going to UCLA. My brother is playing for the L.A. Lakers. I get to go and sit wherever I want. And he's also bought me a Ferrari or whatever he's driving around on the campus. I am absolutely having a great time, or at least I should be. Yeah, no, yeah, we're taking you out of UCLA. We're sending you to Lithuania. Where the hell is Lithuania? Honestly, do you even know where Lithuania is? Yeah, it's in Eastern Europe. It's in the, on the Baltic Sea. Lithu- borders Poland and Lithuania. Belarus, I believe. Lithuania. Your understanding of former USSR Baltic block sea. states is subpar. I'm disappointed. Apparently, there's a Bristanis Resort and the numinous loops. Yeah, I don't want to be too hard on Lithuania. Uh, I mean, Lithuania. I've, I've heard pro- it's a lovely country. The capital Vilnius is a recommended tourist destination if you're ever out in the area, but. I got to say, bad parenting. LeVar, he's screwing the pooch here. Top 10 things to do in Lithuania. Go to watch uh, Vilnius Vitaltis yeah, right. play basketball. Go, go see the Ball brothers. <laughs> Shake hands with LeVar Ball. So this is like a... Are the whole family relocating? I don't know. I, I mean, why, why, don't, why don't we just pull Lonzo out of, the, uh, out of the Lakers, too? You know what? Don't like the way Magic and company are using you. It's, it actually, uh, you know what I think? We're going to get more publicity if we go to Lithuania. Luke Walton doesn't know shit. I'm taking you out of there. Actually, why don't you go lead Lithuania and LaMelo and Leangelo to, uh, to a title? Leangelo, like, I mean, the whole thing is very sad, but Leangelo at least is not a very good 
bat like nobody really thought that he had a shot making it to the NBA. So this may not be a completely terrible way if his only focus was trying to get a professional basketball career. But LaMelo apparently is pretty good and people think that he might have NBA potential. And so to do this for a kid who would have had a place locked up at UCLA, good D1 school, going to get noticed, obviously, just from his brother alone, going to be paid attention to by NBA scouts and this sort of thing, he had a real shot to get drafted. And now, as a, how old is he as a junior? 17, 16? Whatever he is, 16, 17. I, I don't know, to be honest. Like, and I'll he's look it playing up. for not only a Lithuanian team, a bad Lithuanian team. D-level Lithuanian team that's, that, that very well could go under, and they're hoping the LeVar Ball family saves him. That's where you send your kids. This is just shockingly it, dumb. It, it's Well, see, and, and, you know, none of us in life, if I may get philosophical here for a moment, none of us do it alone, man. Your, your parents, uh, who's, who whatever role models that you have around you, it all matters. It all takes you on your path. You develop your work ethic, your self-confidence, all of it. And to have this clown who is trying to blaze his own path and sell $500 sneakers and get himself on TV at every single chance, to have that guy leading you out of the best training from the best coaches, UCLA, AAU, where you're comfortable, where you can grow, say, you know what, this is what I think is really good for you, to go over to Lithuania and, and, and try to make things happen for this bunked franchise. I mean, that's just... That How is, long do you think they last? It's over under six months. Right, that's a great question. I, I, don't, I don't think they make it to six months. No, no chance. Yeah, I mean, Apparently this team has signed one American player in the past. He was there for a month. Right, and so... Like, if you're, okay, some college kid who played D2, D3, or whatever, you were a, you know, a six-point-a-game scorer, D1, and you don't want to give up the dream and you just want to play professional basketball, by all means, go to Lithuania and make whatever they'll pay you to do it and just so you have that experience and you can say, yeah, I did it. I got paid some dough to play professionally. And then whenever it feels right after that, call it a career to do what they're doing here. I mean, a 16 year old going to Lithuania. I mean, it, 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 it's just Lithuania. It's not like, you know, populated by, I don't know what, what picture you have in your head of this country, but it's it's a perfectly fine place to live. The issue is more from the parenting side of the decision-making. The club plays in a 1,700-seat arena. 500 of those seats are reserved for team sponsors and friends. Tickets cost around 5 euros, which is about 7 bucks. That's cheap. So I could have, you know, you could afford a good... We can go see the Ball Brothers. Yeah. Lamelo, by the way, is 16. Combo guard, considered more talent than his older brother, Leangelo. Six foot three. He's got shot making ability, creativity as a ball hander, and flashes as a facilitator. He shows potential as a shooter despite unorthodox mechanics. Which, by the way, Papa of the Year, Lavar. How come your kids have the worst mechanics I've ever seen shooting the basketball? It is not hard to learn how to properly shoot a basketball. There are a gazillion videos, and 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 Lavar has played low level D two. I mean, it's not hard to learn how to shoot. It's just, a weird just one. saying. Well, there is time still for Lamelo. He could still go to college, or c- he can't because he's been paid now. No, he's he's out. He's, he cannot so go to college. His, so his cannot, career is done. He, he signed with an agent. He cannot go to college. So he can either go pro via Lithuania, or you know, go to a better pro league via Lithuania. Once he's nineteen, the guy's sixteen years old. What's he going to do for the next three years? 
Where is he going to get better? He could go to Latvia. He could go to Latvia. Just go all around the Baltic states, just one at a time, a little he, European tour. Listen, he could do a he can do a whole thing. He can he can play in Israel. He can go play in Greece. He can do an Italy thing. He if might he's be good in enough. Spain by the time he's twenty five. Right, they, Leangelo nineteen is a thick frame, six foot five player who offers little value outside of occasional spot up shooting. You're an occasional spot up shooter. He, False. I'm a. I offer only defense. He projected as a mid-major college player out of high school and wasn't expected to be in UCLA's regular rotation. He would be expected to struggle to add any value in the Lithuanian or Baltic leagues. His career 32% three-point sh- he's a career 32% three-point shooter on 590 attempts. That's according to crossover data. Better than his brother by the sound of it. Well, yeah, but he sucks. He the Le- Le- Leangelo blows. It is. Do you do you think Lavar has a long term plan, or do you really think he's so stupid and egotistical that he just decided one day, hey, I'm going to pull my kids out of school. Oh crap! Now they got nowhere to play. Oh, I'm going to take my kids to Lithuania. Like, how far ahead do you think that he's thinking here? I think he one day woke up in the middle of the night and looked up the top ten things to do in Lithuania and saw Saint Anne's Church, and he's like, that looks like a sweet church. And then he liked the Vilnius Ghost Tour, which goes for $14.40. He wanted to go Spooky. on the Ghost Tour. Yeah. And then he thought, you know what? Big fan of the Ghost Tour. He's just he's huge. And then he wanted to see the, the Ninth Ford Historic Site because he thought that was historical. I have no idea what, what goes through that guy's mind because it, 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 it changes by the moment. He was in such a solid situation. He had all of his sons lined up to go to UCLA. Right, you're, you're UCLA. They send players to the NBA every year. And look, you get a great education. It's an outstanding school. And I think you, with your middle son, who's clearly not going to be an NBA player, you give him the best of everything else and, and let him step into whatever he chooses in his life. Instead, hey, yeah, son, yeah, um, Maybe we'll have Lonzo pay for your college education at some point. That's the really sad part. He probably feels he can do all of this because Lonzo is now making an NBA salary. Right, and Lonzo's going to be a top 10 player. Before that happened, before he was making that sort of bank, he could not screw around his kids' lives like this. Which is, is super sad. And I don't know if we mentioned on the last podcast, but, you know, Magic Johnson. Did we talk about Magic Johnson last time? No, what did he say? So, okay. Uh, and my buddy Nick Wright, uh, at, and I want to give him credit for this because uh, he, he came up with it, and it's, and it's correct. Like, I said at the time that Magic was making a mistake drafting Lonzo. The last place he should have gone is L.A. Get him a, Don't let this guy win and put your son in that environment and have him be close to home. He would have been better off in Utah or somewhere just with less scrutiny. But Magic came out when he drafted him and said, this guy's going to be the face of the Lakers and his jersey's going to hang in the rafters. He added on to the expectations. Dude, the guys who, whose jerseys hang in the rafters are Kareem and Magic and Worthy and Wilt. They're NBA champions. They're Hall of Famers. Don't put it on this kid. He doesn't deserve that. He's not that. Just say that we, we, you know, we're really confident that Alonzo can play in the league and we're looking forward to see what he's going to do. But as far as him being the face of the franchise and doing anything more than that, we're not putting that on this young man. We, we, we just think he's got some talent and, and, and we like him as our point guard for, or our potential point guard. Something along those lines, right? Why would you say something as ridiculous as that? He, he needed to tone down the expectations on the kid, not uplift them. 
It's Lakers, man. People get crazy. Right. He's trying to do all that Hollywood. It's our guy. Lonzo. Magic, by the way, not a... The jury's still out on Magic as a no identifier question. of talent. No, no question. No question. All so right. maybe he just thinks he's right. Let, let's move on to uh, number 23. Not LeBron James. Not the greatest player to ever play anything, which would be Michael Jordan. Uh, we're talking NFL. And, and, and Devin Hester, who retired uh, t- today, yesterday, uh, the all-time non-offensive touchdown leader in NFL history, 20 of them. And there's a big debate going on whether or not Devin Hester is is a Hall of Famer. He had 20 touchdowns, 14 off punts, five off kickoffs, one off a missed field goal, led the NFL in punt return touchdowns three times in a year, kickoff returns twice in a year, and uh, took the opening kickoff in Super Bowl 41 for a touchdown against Peyton Manning and the Colts. There was... Can a guy who, when he was a wide receiver, was borderline bad, certainly wasn't good, but was the most elite returner, would light you up from 100 yards away, from 50 yards away, would put points on the board in 10 seconds, does that level of player belong in the Hall of Fame? Jake. Here's the question that I, that I pose to you, which is not an answer, obviously, but if he had never played wide receiver... Mm-hmm. If all he had ever done was been a special teams guy, punt returner, kick returner, that was exclusively what his job was, and he was the best in the world of all time at that job, would that strengthen or weaken his Hall of Fame case? Ooh, that's a good one. I Because I think it would strengthen it. I would agree. I think absolutely it would strengthen it. I think it, it wouldn't have the doubt involved in that. And so given that football is such a specialized sport where you've got different groups of players for so many different circumstances on the field. I think if you can add value in that way to the specific thing you do, I think you deserve it. It's sort of like relievers in baseball. For a long time, we just didn't consider them important enough. They weren't in the Hall of Fame discussion. Starters were expected to pitch nine innings. Still barely. And now it's becoming more and more specialized and we're appreciating the value they offer. And I don't really see a huge difference with Devin Hester in that situation. If you are the best ever at something like that, and that's an important thing. Special teams is a big part of the game. It's not as sexy as the other parts of it, but it's a big part of the game. If you're the best ever, get him in the hall. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. And I got to tell you, I, I, I had this argument for many years while he was playing, and I was not with you. And not with a lot of people. Like, come on, man. That's all he does. That's not Hall of Fame worthy. But I think I'm wrong, or was wrong. If you're if you're the best to do it, I, I, there's got to be a spot for you. The, it, and like, they have those guys for a reason. You know, it's not like if if no one cared about special teams, they just get a bunch of no. And it ch- it changes games yeah, too. Exactly. I mean, there's that the, the the three phases of football. That would be the third phase. So, his, his, uh, I almost feel like I want to read his, this is a podcast, we have time. He had his uh, retirement letter, speech, whatever you want to call it, it was just great. He, he writes, um, I have good news and bad news. Good news, Commissioner Goodell, you can put the kickoff back at the 30. Bad news, y'all have to find a new favorite returner 
Over the last year, I've spent time reflecting on my career, surrounded by friends and family, and I realized it's time for me to officially retire from the NFL. It's a little bit not uh, understanding that, by the way, nobody wants you anymore. You're not good anymore, but that's okay. That's fine. I get it. First, I want to thank a place that did so much to define my career, the U. Came out of Miami, war number four, ridiculous down there. Coach uh, Soldinger uh, brought special teams in my life and inspired me to represent the S on my chest like Superman. I learned not only how to play with confidence and swagger, but also how to channel that attitude through preparation and skill to make the most of my potential. I think that's key. Let that sink in. Not, he, he was not just Superman on the field, but he was a Superman in his prep. And that's what, that's what gets it done in life, Jacob, right? Yes. Got to do both. Uh, every single Sunday, no matter where I was playing, I went out there with the attitude, you can only learn at Miami. Always act like you're the best player on the field, then back it up. To all the Bear fans, you brought me in made a, and made a Florida boy feel at home in the Midwest from day one. I grew into a man, built a family, became who I am today in the city of Chicago. I'll always remember the noise y'all made whenever I hit open turf at Soldier. I never, uh, I never heard anything quite like it. I'd also especially like to thank Coach Lovey Smith, Coach Lovey Smith, for taking a chance on me in the draft and getting this whole thing started. Da 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 da. It's, it's nice. I like it. Nice letter. Good job, Devin. Way to go, Devin. All right. Hopefully, hopefully you get to Canton, Ohio. Now let's bring in a guy who is in Canton, Ohio, and I think uh, we'll have an opinion on this. Uh, Devin, uh, Devin Hester, should he or should he not? be in the Hall of Fame. Let's bring in the Hall of Famer, Emmett Smith, who uh, is pretty good and, and in the histories of the... Uh, oh, yeah, pretty uh, good. Not, not, not bad. Uh, Emmett, who, you know, his greatest accomplishment might have been actually winning Dancing uh, with the Stars back in 2006, but um, I'll, I'll just say this. He's also the NFL's all-time leading rusher with over 18,000 yards, and he's the NFL's all-time leading rusher rushing touchdown holder as well so is that good that, i think that's not bad just curious uh emmett does devin hester belong in the hall of fame well i mean he's done some things that has not been done in the national only uh, period and whatever classification that put him in uh been uh classified as something special uh there's no doubt that he probably should be there because he has transformed the game and he's impacted the game in a mighty way how would so, it? Yeah. And, 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 you know, playing different positions, doing the things that you do. I mean, it's a skill set that, 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 uh, that has to be developed. And he, he's done it best and, uh, the, the most in the national world itself. I don't remember. Did you ever, did you ever do it yourself? Or well, Palmer turn, kick up a turn, like that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Back, the national world. Like, well, no, back in the day. No. Like young Gator Emmett? No, none of that? No, they won't, they won't allow me to do it. Yeah, yeah. Did you want to? Oh, well, I would have did whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, even in high school, my high school coach did not allow me to do any special teams until my senior year in high school. And that was only on special situations. But uh, And then when I went to uh, college, uh, they had other guys doing those things. So no, I never really had a chance to really uh, do any punt returns, kickoff returns, or uh, anything, things of that nature. How does, uh, how does it feel as a, a former Gator to potentially have uh, your son be, uh, I don't know, a bulldog is is out there. That's that's one. He could be a, a wildcat. It's pretty. Good. <laughs> He's getting recruited here. We got some SEC competition. Well, you know what? It, it is very exciting uh, for him and for us. 
uh, as a family to watch him go through the process of trying to become a, a good footballer and be good enough to where uh, universities and colleges would, would want to have him on, on their team. And so uh, he still has a lot to learn. Uh, he still, still is growing. He's just a sophomore, so he has two more years of high school football left. And uh, the prayer here is just to maintain good health and uh, get bigger, faster, and stronger and, and uh, perform at a level and, and help your team win as many games as you possibly can. Uh, hopefully get to uh, a state championship and experience what that's what that's all about. Pro Football Hall of Famer Emmett Smith. Uh, did, a lot of conversations with people that played in your era and before about not wanting their kids to play football. How did you feel about it? Obviously, your son is out there and he's going to, at bare minimum, play on the college level. What kind of what were the what were those discussions like? Well, we, my son and I. Uh, um, he he wanted to play football initially, and uh, so we started at the age of seven. And he played uh, seven, eight, and nine of uh, uh, years of age. And then after that, he wanted to go into baseball, and uh, he played baseball and basketball. Didn't want to play football anymore until he got high school. And once he got to junior high school, he decided he wanted to play again his, in his seventh grade year. And ever since that point, uh, he's been one to play it. And so I, I allowed him to go through the process so he can determine what he really wanted to do. Nothing that I pushed upon him. And, uh, and, uh, he made that decision. And now he's saying he doesn't want to play basketball anymore. He wants to focus on football. That's his decision, not mine. My job as a parent is to help him, uh, uh, try to become successful, give him the tools that he needs and, and monitor, uh, uh, what's going on, uh, mentally, physically, as, as well as emotionally with him. So. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 that sounds spot on. You're you're working uh, with Charmin today, Emmett, which is hosting the first ever toilet bowl at uh, Charmin restaurants. You're 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 hanging out in Times Square. That even sounds odd to just say. Uh, t- talk about who you're working with today. I know that uh, with the holidays around the corner, you're you're going to be playing uh, for the Special Olympics. Your ten thousand donation is coming from Charmin. It's all beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is all beautiful stuff. And Sherman and I uh, are here in New York City, down in Times Square. Uh, we we have the Sherman uh, restrooms, about fourteen of them, uh, in the Sherman store down in Times Square. And today we hosted uh, a little over uh, over a hundred and some odd people uh, came down to the, what we would call the toilet bowl competition. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I competed against some of the fans in terms of tossing Sherman into a toilet bowl. And uh, they got a chance to win a few prizes on their way out. They got a chance to take a picture with me and so forth. And uh, they got a chance to experience uh, some of the uniqueness of the 14 bathrooms that we had that were all themed out uh, and, and, and go into these bathrooms that were very, very clean. Uh, so which is, uh, uh, is trying to create these very clean and very unique experiences utilizing the restroom, which Everybody in America, everybody in the world has to go to a bathroom at some point. So why not have a bathroom themed up? And while you're there, why not clean up with Sean? <laughs> Absolutely. You need a good quality in there. There's no doubt. It's my favorite. I, I always appreciate what Charmin does. Exactly. If you need quality, go to Charmin. And you and you do need quality. Don't don't cheat yourself in that area of your life. There's 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 no doubt. Uh hey, question for you. We we release it at FanSite. It's called our Fandom 250 every year. It, it ranks the uh, the best 250 fandoms in sports and entertainment. And Ohio State was our winner this year. 
Uh, in the NFL, Steelers fans just edged out Cowboy fans for the top spot in that category. I'm curious, you know, it, you know, who was the toughest fans for you to play in front of? Who did you kind of hate to go on the road and, and hear what they were bringing at you? Well, for, for us, it was Philadelphia. Philadelphia, anytime you have a jail cell in front of the stadium, that was very tough to play in. And so Philadelphia fans was was extremely rowdy. So that would be my, my pick. Yeah. Do you think the Eagles can win the Super Bowl without Carson Wentz? Uh, I think they still have a chance. I, I think they, uh, I think they have a chance, and um, um, they might surprise a lot of people. They have a very, very solid defense, and the Johnny is running the football uh, quite nicely. Uh, they, they got a chance. I would not rule them out. Thanks to Emmett Smith for the time. Appreciate it. And uh, I don't know who greatest running back in the history of the game for you, Jake Willarius? Adrian Peterson of all time. You go no. AP? No, I just... Okay, you Minnesota Viking. Yeah, that's that's all it is. Jim Brown, Walter Payton, uh, you could throw LT in there. OJ Simpson is worthy of an argument. I know that's tough to say. By the way, my friends were hanging out with OJ last weekend in Las Vegas. No. Yes. No. Yes. That's Is that allowed? I mean, one of my friends, the well, the one friend that I actually like in that crew... He uh, he was very uncomfortable with the whole scene. Yeah, how do you even approach that situation? I, I feel like at a point where you're in a room with OJ, you just got to kind of be like, um, now th- I'm leaving. Yeah, OJ did not like my friend at all because there's apparently there's a tr- well, be there, careful, right? Exactly, don't you think? Literally terrifying. I mean, OJ was legit taunting my friend for a couple of things he said. I'm disturbed. Yeah, well, I, I don't think OJ wants to. You know, relive the OJ, do that, do that whole deal again. Yeah. Uh, so okay, but okay. Back, I, I uh, anyway, I, you know, growing up here, it was all everybody would say Walter Payton. My dad was Jim Brown. Uh, my brothers, who are fifteen and twenty years older than me, loved Gail Sayers, even though he did, he barely lasted in the league. Um, and for me, honestly, the guy that I liked watching more than anyone else was Barry Sanders. He was so incredibly electric. Now, I, I with Barry, it was he was so fun to watch, but it was a big difference when he was not playing on the turf in the Pontiac Silverdome, which couldn't be destructed about a week ago, to you know when he played on on grass. So that I do hold that against him, and I don't like the and I wish he would have played a little bit longer. So I'm going with Walter after all, all is said and done, just because sweetness, and I do radio with Jared Payton, his son. So I'll go with I'll go with Walter. Who are you going with? Thanks for giving us a window. Into your thoughts there, yeah, it's, which were all over the place, but it's a tough all one, man. Place. Like, like who? You know, Jim Brown, five yards of carry. It's got to be Jim Brown, no? I think the Jim OG. Brown, I, I I think it's fine to go with Jim Brown, but he played like Jim Brown, not in. You can't. Yeah, I guess you got to do it. Versus, he was the most dominant dominant in his era of any running back. That's but the, his era was the crappiest. Well, it's such older a, is almost invariably crappier when it comes to sports. Of course. It big, just is. Bigger, That's not meant to be an insult. Well, bigger, stronger, faster. Exactly. More like better training, better conditioning, better everything, more specialized, more professionalized from a younger age. No like, doubt. It's no comparison. No doubt. Uh, all right, moving on. Quick mention to uh, our Fandom 250 at Fansided. Whoop, whoop. How much work did you put in the Fandom 250? Enough. But not as much as Mike Dice and Patrick Allen and Josh Hill and a whole bunch of other people that I'm not going to name, so no offense. If you, if you don't know what the Phantom 250, we rank 
the top 250 fandoms across the world in sports and entertainment. And for 2017, which was not as good as 2016 when the Chicago Cubs fans won it, which is still near and dear to my heart, 2017, the Ohio State Buckeye fans uh, got the nod. The Ohio State. I, we went there for a weekend to film the fans and interview and see the scene. They have a thing called the Skull Session, which is in their basketball stadium before a football game. The players come in. The band comes in. They open up the gates like to the, to the basketball stadium three hours before like the band's going to show up. And a high school band comes in too and the Buckeye band. This place, was there was like 20,000 people to see the band and see the team go out there. I'm like, this is, this is crazy. Y'all are nuts, but that's part of the reason why Buckeye fans got the nod. I mean, they they really, 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 really like Ohio State football. Love their team. Yeah, I find it disturbing. I don't know why. Do like, you love anything that much? Michael Jordan, that's tennis. True. Did Michael Jordan make the list? Serena Williams was number 10, I believe. You know, I'm going to be out of town next week. We're not going to have a show. Oh, no. It's very upsetting. I just realized that. But I, I emailed, I'm going to Mexico, I emailed the resort last night. You're going to a resort in Mexico? Yes. This one needs of those, to be explored in further detail. One of these all-inclusive types, you know. What the, do they include? They include the food, the drink, all this stuff. You know what they're doing down there? What are they doing down there? Apparently on like the fruity drinks, they're putting the roofie in the fruity drink to make you sick. So you have to go to the hospital. And then the hospital is charging like $5,000 for a visit. And you feel like you're going to die, so you got to pay the money. And they don't take your health insurance down there, so it's a whole big scam. Who's so, they? I, I, it's in the papers. Which papers? Lots of credible newspapers. Uh, yes, I, I'm familiar with those ones. Uh, Thank I, you for clearing that up. Yeah, not fake news here, buddy. Uh, but I, I sent an email to... I'm not worried about any of that. I just sent an email to him last night. Hey, uh, I looked on your website, and uh, I don't see your tennis courts. Can you send me a picture of the tennis courts? And I just got the, the, the video, the, the tennis court picture today. Those are gorgeous. Those look nice, don't Those they? Those are very, very nice. I mean, a lot of times when you go to Mexico, you get, a, you get the, uh, the clay court, which would have been sweet, but they don't take care of it particularly well. It's more like dust. These are hard courts. They look amazing. And I believe... Got a lot of umbrellas, a lot of cabanas there. Yeah, and if you look in the distance, what do you see there? I see a hoop. That's a that that is a that is an all-purpose court with a volleyball net and three basketball hoops. Oh I mean, it's on. How long it, are you going to be there? Five days. How many shots are you can get up? I'm gonna. Oh well, I don't know about all that. Got to be ten thousand, otherwise you're not going to become a better player. I'm legit. I'm going to be up at seven a.m. on that court with the pro, and Chelsea Banana is going to be taking a nap, or maybe she'll come up and play with me. Arm's excited. Look at him. He's giddy. I am. I'm, I'm going to text her right now. I mean, really? Yep. Yep. You're not, you don't care about the show? I'm present. I'm with you. I, I can. Present? Uh, I'm multitasking. There Just we go. because your Te mouth is open. Text, it doesn't mean you're text present. Text sent. Done. Okay. Next topic. Moving along from our fandom 250. Game of Thrones, by the way, was number two. Game of Thrones. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Why not? It's too weird. It's too weird. How do you know? You haven't seen it. Because we do Wick Live, and I see Dan Selkie, who's who works here. and I don't see what Dan's got to do with anything. Dan's of this. weird. Dan's flat out weird. I'm going to tell him that you said that. Well, it's okay. I, I think I've. I, think I know I, he isn't listening. So. He's definitely not listening, so it's all right. I mean, don't you. I, no, I listen. I, I probably am, I'm probably missing out by not watching Game of Thrones. Should I go? Should I binge watch Game of Thrones? Are you telling me to do that? I think the first 
three or four seasons are really, really excellent television, and then it kind of slips farther and farther downhill, and at this point I'm only watching because I'm invested and I want to know how it ends. But if you like fantasy and sci-fi, you absolutely should watch the show. How many more seasons are there going to be two? I think there are two, but they're shortened ones maybe, so it's going to be like 15 episodes or something. Fantasy and sci-fi. I mean, I like Star Wars. Does that qualify? Is that like the same thing? I mean, yeah, but instead of space, it's like medieval old times. Medi- well, I understand it. Am I, am I smart enough to comprehend the show? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not the most complicated thing. Okay. That's ever been put to screen. Okay. Although I think some Game of Thrones fans would argue that on the basis of the books, it may be more complicated. But the TV show is very digestible for a simpleton such as Mark thank Carmen. You, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Because I, I, I don't want to, you know. It's one thing if I'm going to read something and, and, and go back and forth. And go. Yeah, it's pretty simple. A lot, of, a lot of violence, a lot of sex, a lot of straightforward Mark Carmen. Is there nudity on the show? Yes. Uh, almost absurd level of nudity really yeah to a point that has been parodied by lots of different people how much nudity there is on the show that does excite me i mean like full frontal type of stuff what are we oh talking? yeah the whole shebang are you serious yes really yeah wow all right i'm in it's that, hbo man i mean i'm a f- that's like why it's famous because the first season is like 50 percent naked people that's a great move by and them. the other 50 percent is people stabbing each other in the neck so we got nudity and and, and death Yes, yeah, right. a classic combo, the right. classic combo. I might, I might, you know, I might spend the whole Mex- forget about going on the tennis court in Mexico. I'm just gonna, no. I'm just gonna bring the old computer and go Netflix. Can you do it on Netflix? Is that a thing? No, it's on HBO. Okay, so I'll get my HBO Go going on. All right, fine, enough. fair enough. Hey, uh, two more things to wrap up. Number one, I said on this program, on the mark. Thank you for subscribing and listening. Please tell a friend. We really appreciate it. That Bobby Portis of the Chicago Bulls, and Nico Miritich, they had a fight. And Portis punched Nico in the face. And Nico was saying behind the scenes, he couldn't be with Bobby, he wanted to be traded, all this stuff. And because of NBA contract rules and him signing in the offseason, the Bulls couldn't trade him until January 15th. And I said over and over on this podcast, on WGN Radio, and where any, wherever anyone else could you know, listen or would listen to me, Nico, get over it. People have been hit in the face before. Come back to the team. It's your best move. Ball's going to be in your hands. You can put up numbers. And, you know, let bygones be bygones. Let's move on. And forever he didn't do it. But now he's back on the court. He's played three games. The Bulls are 3-0. and And last night, the dude started because Laurie Markin and their, their um, prized rookie had a bad back. And... There, he put up 23 points in a starting role, and NBC Sports Chicago, which covers the games, at NBCS Chicago on Twitter, they put out a tweet that said, a one-two punch. Ha-ha, <laughs> yes. And a picture of Bobby Portis, who was 10 for 15 from the field and scored 24 points, and Nico, who was 9 for 14 for 23. That's a beautiful ending to a drama, and the Bulls actually now... Uh, are, they've won three in a row with Nico in the lineup. And Does Nico, that bring them out to three wins? At that, no, I think they're at six, six and twenty. Nice. I'm actually things are going. Things are looking up. I think the Bulls are going to make the playoffs. How's that? You think the Bulls are going to make the playoffs? Yep. Have you seen them play? They've won three in a row. They're six and twenty, tied with the Atlanta Hawks for worst in the Eastern Conference. the The Knicks are thirteen and thirteen. The Bulls are six and twenty. 
So the Bulls are seven games back of New York with one, two, three, four, five teams in front of them. The Bulls could maybe finish 11th. There's no way they overtake the Heat and the Sixers. No way. Not a single chance. They could maybe be better than Brooklyn and the Magic. It's a bad job by Philadelphia being behind the Knicks. I think they can do it. All they got to do is win 14 more in a row and get to 500. That's a, that's a good point. I wonder if they've considered this. Let's look at the schedule. Let's see if we can do 14 in a row. They got Utah at home. That's a loss. Win. Loss. Win. Utah are good. At Milwaukee. That's a loss. Home with Philly. Uh, maybe a win, depending on if Embiid plays. Home with Orlando. That's a win. At Cleveland. That's a loss. At Boston. That's a loss. At Milwaukee. That's a loss. Yeah. It's, it's going to be tough, isn't it? Yeah, 14 in a row is going to be rough for those guys. 14, maybe they'll lose 14 in a row. Okay. They're not making the playoffs. I take it back. It's the stupidest thing I've ever said on any podcast in the history of On The Mark podcasting. I think that is fair. But they're not, they're not going to be the worst team in basketball. Which is a bad thing. They should be the worst team in basketball right. so they can get a number one pick. Right, no doubt. But, I mean, Zach Levine's going to come back in January. They'll win more games with him on the court. It'd be impossible not to. Nico's back. He's playing good basketball, at least for the time being. Chris and, Dunn's starting to and, play. And Chris Dunn is a good story. He is a good story. Bulls are going to Bulls are going to do very well on the Jimmy Butler trade. Chris Dunn. Well, time will tell on that one. Chris Dunn, Laurie Markkinen, and and Levine. That's a win. Who you got three credible players for Jimmy? He was a good player, but you're rebuilding. All those guys are young. That's uh, a win. I'm not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a win lose. It's a win win. I think Minnesota's going to win too. Hopefully, I think it's been upgraded from bad trade to yeah, fine. Everything was going wrong. I guess it's okay. They had to do it. Minnesota right now is sixteen and eleven. You're a Timberwolves fan. Yeah, they're depressing me though. They're winning basketball games, but I just I don't like the team anymore. Why not? They used to have this fun, young core of players that played a style of basketball that was fun to watch, and now it's just sort of stodgy and kind of feels miserable, and Jeff Teague is just nowhere near as fun as Ricky Rubio, and Taj Gibson even. Like, he's good, but I preferred Gorgie Jeng from just an enjoyment perspective. Cat is Cat is sort of being marginalized a bit, not being used to his full offensive potential. His defense is a struggle. Jimmy Butler is great, but he's just kind of having to drag them through games. Like their point differential is like plus one, and they're five games over five hundred. That tells you everything you need to know about this team. Nineteen points, five rebounds, five assists for Jimmy, and. Like he's, I don't think that that's a fair reflection of how important he's been. Like they're just so much better when he's on the floor, especially in terms of defense, and he's the leader of the team, and he's been huge. Like Butler's great, but it's just not. It's just it feels like pulling teeth with this team. Eighteen points, four rebounds, two assists for Andrew Wiggins. He's shooting forty-four percent, thirty-one from three. There's something missing there. I don't. I don't know what it is. The guy's way too talented to be. Do- and those are decent numbers, but he should. I have, I have higher expectations for Andrew. Wiggins. Well, the problem is the team has four starters who are super ball dominant. Need the ball in their hands. That's why Jimmy's been averaging so few points. You know, Jimmy's regularly getting like 
he'll have like six, seven-point games, and you're like, what? This is Jimmy Butler. Cat's points per game, I think, are down by like five from last year or something. There's just the balance is off. Right. And on top of that, they can't play defense. I think everyone in Minnesota was very excited when Tom Thibodeau was hired in his president of basketball operations role, which means he's, you know, the grand overseer of everything. But I think there are serious questions at this point about whether he can, you know, to blow up that young core of Wiggins, Cat, Levine, and you can even throw Rubio in there and to replace it with this, which is winning basketball. But I don't think anyone can seriously claim that they're going to get beyond the second round of the playoffs. Well, but getting to the second round would be quite an accomplishment for this team. I understand it's not sexy, but from, yeah, from where I, they... That's true. That is true. And what they got the longest playoff drought in the NBA, I think. I mean, they're 16-11. and 11, They're in fourth place in the Western Conference. And, exactly, and that's what's so weird. Like, for a Minnesota, for the Timberwolves to make the playoffs is a huge deal. This is a team that hasn't made the playoffs, I think, since 2004, since KG was playing. And it's a huge deal just to get there. And that shouldn't be sniffed at. But right now, it feels massively like this team just adds up to less than the sum of its parts. Though the biggest disappointment in the West by, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. 12-14, and 14, out of the playoffs right now. Good, I got, hope they miss it. Got smoked by Charlotte, who's lost to the Bulls twice. I mean, they just lost by 13 to the Hornets. At home. I would be happy to see them miss the playoffs. I'm telling you, man, Carmelo Anthony will kill any franchise. Not that they were... I mean, last year, they didn't have Melo. They were in the playoffs, and Westbrook's winning the MVP, and they were fun to watch. I think this is sort of revealing about why a lot of people didn't think Westbrook should win the MVP and why Harden perhaps is a better option, given that, you know... He was arguably doing more with less. Westbrook has kind of not allowed some of his teammates to thrive. The balance is off. You know, Melo is doing whatever it is that Melo does. KD left. KD left. Yeah, well, maybe they'll get it together, but right now it's, that's, that's a big disappointment. Hey, let's wrap up with uh, – I got a question for you. Verizon and the NFL are on a five-year, $2.5 billion deal. So you could watch football on your phone. Which, Finally. Um, so they're paying $2.5 billion in a five-year deal. That's roughly twice the annual price uh, for Verizon's previous deal with the league. New deal for the largest U.S. wireless carrier looks very different from the last deal. That's because Verizon has gone from being solely a mobile carrier to also being a video content company after its purchases of AOL in 2015 and Yahoo in 2017 for $4.4 billion. deal allows Verizon to stream live, in-market NFL games on any one of its websites, with Yahoo being the predominant home. So let that sink in again. Verizon can stream live, in-market NFL games. So you can watch your home team on your phone, on your computer. You don't need a TV. You don't need cable. That wasn't a question. Well, are you, okay. You know damn well what the question was. The question is, are you going? Is this going to make you less likely to have cable and TV because now everything's on your phone? I don't have cable or TV anyway. What? 
And it's very easy to watch NFL games if I want to watch NFL you games. You work in the media. How do you not have TV and whatever? Because I can watch everything online. You literally watch everything online. How do you watch the NBA? Online. On, do you have an NBA.com pass? No. How do you watch it? Well, if they're on nationally televised games, I have access to those accounts through work. If they're non-nationally televised, there are other means and ways through which I can watch You're a live thrifty guy, aren't you? You're like Mr. Thrift over here. Not really. I just don't want to spend money on something I can get for free. It's not like I don't do the stuff. So you're part of the problem. You're the what re- problem. The, the, the problem that uh, ESPN is firing workers because you won't pay for cable. No, this, this is ESPN's on- firing workers because they really sort of failed to anticipate the ways in which the media landscape would shift and made a long-term plan without accounting for those changes. How does it feel that ESPN didn't understand you? They don't, they don't get you. I don't think that's true. Well, they didn't, they didn't anticipate, just like you said, you're one of the masses that, that did the old cord cutting, if you ever even had a cord that needed to be cut, and now you're, ESPN didn't get you. You're not, understand, you're not understood by the worldwide leader. I mean, I don't, I feel like I'm not representative of... You're representative of a pretty significant portion of the population right now, pal. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like, ESPN is still like a, a very successful company. I feel like this is kind of being lost a little bit. And obviously the layoffs are terrible right. and crappy for a million people. And it, it's, it's bad and it's, you know, some things have been mismanaged. But so they're I, an extremely successful company still. And they're just kind of making these adjustments to ensure that they are still successful in the future. I mean, my question was going to be, are you going to watch the NFL on your phone? But it's I mean, a t- I'd barely majority, watch the NFL now. So. Right, it's a bad question for you, though. And if, so, but you well, are, the thing that's concerning to me about this is, I, I don't know if this is concerning, it's just a thought that I had, but along with this, the government trying to end net neutrality, which can allow cable providers to charge you more for specific websites and for specific things, Verizon obviously are going to be a company who benefits a lot from that because they can charge you more um, to see specific websites, which means presumably Verizon, if this were to happen and net neutrality were to end, that they could massively hike up prices for you to watch NFL games online as opposed to what you're currently doing on whatever your TV channel is. Right. We need some net neutrality, baby. Yes, we do. But yeah, I mean, this is weird. This doesn't affect me at all. All right, I'm not watching the NFL on my phone, for the record. Yeah, like also, who wants to watch a four hour game? On I mean, phone? I just don't get it. Like, all right, sweet, I'm I'm where I'm on I'm on the subway, and I'm gonna flip on the NFL. I'm walking down the street, and I'm gonna flip on Drew Brees. Also, uh, yeah, the NFL is a really good sport for highlights because you can get like the entire game's highlight packages in five to ten minutes. Like, you can't do that with the NBA. Like, if you want to get a sense of who's playing well, what's happening in the game, you need to watch the basketball game. I think you need to do that with the NFL, too. If you really you, want to get a sense of But you playing. can break down all of the plays into a 12-minute clip. You can't do that in the NBA because there's watch a it. lot more action. Eh, I love a nice, good eight-minute condensed game on YouTube. I watch them all the time. It's great. Exactly. But I'm talking about the NBA, too. I watched Bulls and... Who do they play uh, last night? The Celtics. Yeah, I watched Bulls and Celtics. Yeah, paying and a lot of attention yeah. by the sound of it. Well, the Celtics were so bad. Actually, they didn't, uh, you know. Why did they play bad? Well, Kyrie didn't play. Marcus no. Smart actually had some moments where I was impressed. Like, he was 
hit some threes. But that's but you don't get a real feel because every time you see Marcus Smart shooting a three in a condensed game of eight minutes, it's going in. They're not going to show the misses. So what did he actually shoot? And with the NFL, you're seeing all the touchdown passes, but well, what, what was the actual completion percentage? You can't really tell anything from you got to watch the game. Or you watch the highlights and look at the stats. Yeah, but even then, like, should it have been caught? Should it not have been caught? you got to watch the game. Quit trying to cut corners is the point here, Jim. I mean, my, if I watch football, it's because I've got a ton of time to kill, and I want to relax, I want to put my feet up, and I want to have something on in the background, and I don't really want to care what's happening. It's an amazing view of your Sundays without actual television, however you do it. Well, I mean, I won't explain to you how it's possible to get something from one screen onto another. I won't understand it anyway. I own a physical TV. I just don't have a cable subscription. Right, no, I get it. You have some core that locks your computer to the TV. The future is now. Right, right. No, I'm working on it. Unless you're Mark Harmon. St- I still, I've, I've recently... In which case, fi- the future is still 1985. Well, I just figured out how to use Uber. I was, that was big. I, I'm also recently new to Uber. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I downloaded it on my phone. Yeah, it's an I, app. Yeah, I, 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 and, 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 I, and you, hit, you, you push your finger on it. You push the button and a car appears. It is amazing. With, and the person says, are you Mark? And you don't have to give them any money. And you money. say, yes, I am. And yeah. then they take you to where you want to go. Right, you look for the license plate. But now you have to tip them so everybody hates it. Yeah, well, you don't have to, but you should because... Well, you don't have to tip anyone. Right. Because you're a quality human being, you tip. Unlike somebody that I know who asks for lots of things and doesn't tip. But I won't mention that person's name. Is it yourself? No, that's not myself. Oh. I'm, I, I, I've worked in the service industry, I tip. You should too. Thank you for listening to On the Mark. Jake Valerius doing the deed. Emmett Smith, good to have the Hall of Famer on the program. And uh, again, please uh, subscribe, tell a friend. We really appreciate any... Uh, any love you can throw the show on the iTunes on the mark. We will not be here with you next week. Are you here the Christmas holiday week? Wow. This is the last show of the year. Yep. We're not back until January. Yep. Will you miss me? No. I'll miss you, buddy. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, by the way, did I send the topics on time this week? Yes, you did. That's two weeks in a row. Two for two. But it's going to be tough because you're not going to do this for three weeks. So well, can you remember when we come back? Well, we'll see. We'll see. So whatever that Wednesday is in January, the show will come back. Have a great holidays, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. All right. We'll see you next time on The Mark. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.